that he will be called a Nazarene. A lot of the journey in that, in the story about the birth of Jesus, talked a lot about prophecy being fulfilled. And so we also want to pray about prophecy being fulfilled. So we'll go to the book of um, Ezekiel, and it's chapter 12, and it's from verse 23. Or we can start from 21, actually. It says, The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, what is the proverb you have in the land of Israel? The days go by and every vision comes to nothing. Say to them, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I'm going to put an end to this proverb and they will no longer quote it in Israel. Say to them, the days are near when every vision will be fulfilled. So we want to pray. Our Father in the Lord has given many visions. Some have had visions as well and more around the prophetic that the covenant of the Lord with Christ with Tabernacle, as we approach this 33rd anniversary, that it should begin to be fulfilled without delay. So we're going to pray. As we pray, we're talking about prophecy to be fulfilled over this house, Christ with Tabernacle Global, over our individual lives, our wives, husbands, children, parents, our communities. Begin to lift up the name of the Lord and begin to declare, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your faithfulness over Christ with Tabernacle. We thank you for 33 years of your mercies. We thank you, God, the Spirit of prophets who dwells in our midst, who has made declarations which with our own eyes we have seen that have come to pass. But Lord, some are yet to be fulfilled. And so we lift up the word that you have sent because you said your word will not return to you void. You have spoken through the lips of your servant, Apostle A.T.B. Williams. Father, every word that is remaining, every prophecy, let it begin to be fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Begin to declare even over your own individual lives. Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare that as we approach this anniversary, Lord, let every prophecy, none will be left, on, none will be left unfulfilled. Your, the words of your servant, none will fall to the ground in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. We thank you. We thank you. We bless your name. We give you praise. We give you the honor. We give you the glory. We thank you this morning because we know that you are here with us about to do wonders. My prayer point in Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. My prayer point will be coming from Luke 17 from verse 20 to 21. He says, once having been asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God will come. He said, when will the kingdom of God come? Jesus replied, the kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation, nor will people say, here it is, or there it is. Because the kingdom of God is within you. Hallelujah. The king of kings, the Lord of lords is within us. How awesome. I want you to lift up your voice and give God all the glory, all the honor that his majesty actually lives within us. And is doing wonders within us. For the past 
33 years, he's been doing wonders. Lift up your voice, Christ's tabernacle, and begin to bless the name of the Lord for his wonders, for his goodness, for his mercy that he resides within us. We are the temple of the Most High God, and he's about to do wonders, more of his wonders, more of his glory. Lord, we just want to thank you this morning, because indeed your kingdom is within us. The Bible says that our body is the temple of the Most High God. He says, don't you know that you are God? We are God on earth. We are actually carrying His majesty within us. So we're going to ask God this morning that the kingdom of God that is within us begin to manifest. Father, let your kingdom come and begin to manifest in this meeting this morning that sicknesses will be taken away, that illnesses will be taken away, that depression will be taken away. Father, let your kingdom come. Let your glory fill this temple, Lord. Let your awesomeness fill this temple, Lord. Let your wonders fill this temple, Lord. Father, let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom be seen. Let it be made manifest in our lives in this convention that is coming up by Father God. Let me see and know that you are God. Do wonders, O oh God, in our midst. You promise, O oh God, that you will do wonders such that has never been seen, neither been known in any nation before. And when the people see us, they will know that this is the wonder of the Lord. Father God, continue to do your wonders in CFT. You'll be doing it. You've healed the sick. You've made a way where there's no way. Lord, we bless you. 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 We thank you for your shakana glory that covers this house this morning. We thank you for that which you're going to do this morning. We bless your name, O oh God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Who are we, O oh God, that Lord, you, you manifest yourself awesomely in our, so our bodies. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. 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 Still with a heart of praise. I'm reading from one from Psalm 117. It says, Praise the Lord, all you nations. Extol all you peoples. For great is his love towards us. And the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I just want us to thank the Lord for his loving kindness. Yes, for his faithfulness endures forever. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for your love that you have poured out upon us. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Thank you, Lord, for the heavens that you have opened over the church and you have showered your blessings upon us. Thank you, Lord, because you sent forth your word into our midst and you healed us. Thank you, Lord, for the word that ministers life. Thank you, Lord, for the revelation that we receive daily when we come before you. Thank you, Lord, because the Bible says even before we call upon you, you have answered us. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our cry. Thank you, Lord, for your signs and wonders. Thank you, Lord, for the manifestation of your power in the midst of us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the blood that was shed to cleanse us. Thank you, Lord, because we can come before the throne of grace and lift our hands and praise you. Thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness. Thank you, Lord, because you have been with us over these 33 years. Thank you, Lord, for we testify of your goodness in the land of the living. Thank you, Lord, for the signs and the wonders that you do in our midst. Thank you for the testimony. Thank you for the families that you have established in Christ's faith, Tabernacle. Thank you for the lives of the children that you have nurtured, that you have brought up, that stand steadfast in you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your arm that has covered over us. Thank you, Lord, because you have not allowed any evil to befall us. Lord, we just give you all the glory and all the praise and all the adoration. Glory and honor and praise and adoration belongs to you, the King of kings, the everlasting Father, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the ancient of days. Father God,
love. Yes, Lord, thank you for the love of God that you have poured out upon us. Thank you, Lord, for the spirit of unity that you have poured out upon us in the name of Jesus. We just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you with a heart of thanksgiving, Lord. We exalt you. We magnify your name. Glory and praise and adoration belongs to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. We continue to lift up our voice and bless the name of God. Lift up your voice and begin to bless Him. gradosa. Oh, come, can I hear you? Can I hear you? Lift up your voice. Bless the Lord. Bible says, enter His gate with thanksgiving, into His court with praise. Come on. Can I hear a believer? Bless the name of God. You deserve all glory. Oh, Mahadi Gradushaba. All things come from you. The majesty, the glory, the splendor belongs to you, O God. We bless you. We honor you. For the gathering of the people shall be unto you, O God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now I read from Matthew chapter 2 verse number 13. Matthew 2 13. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you. For Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. Now this morning and this season you are praying for prophetic guidance. God spoke to our servant, the servant of this house, and said, A life without a prophetic guidance leads to frustration and confusion. Now, a typical example is what you see here. Herod was searching for a destiny to kill. But before his evil intention materialized, a prophetic insight was given to the parents. And Bible says that, get up and go and hide in Egypt and stay there till I bring you a word. You want to ask the Father, the prophetic insight that governs my destiny in this season, let it be made known to me. Can you lift up your voice and begin to pray? This is a serious matter. You want to lift up your voice, prophetic insight, prophetic guidance. Oh God, Bible says you make known the end from the beginning. From ancient times, you say, my counsel will stand and I will do that which I please. And so we have gathered at the mount of the Lord where we hear the voice of the hymn of the one who sits and lives forever. Oh God, we ask for prophetic insight, prophetic guidance that relates to our mandate and our calling, that guides and governs our destiny. We pray, oh God, just as you guided Joseph, oh God, and guided the destiny of the born baby. Oh God, we are asking this morning, Kati Ivata, can I have somebody praying for prophetic guidance, prophetic insight? You will have the ear and the eye to hear, the eye to see. Oh God, we don't want to enter this season, this next journey without prophetic insight, without prophetic revelation, oh God. And so we ask just as you sent an angel to Joseph to guide him and his household we are asking individual households in this house let your voice that brings prophetic 
inside. Laba ikade kabanta li igradu sate mahadu sabanda luwaka. Our life will end as you have destined it to come, and so we cry for prophetic revelation and insight. Laba di badu sato sata lentaluwa kubabanta labaha. In Jesus' name, we pray. Praise the Lord this morning. Let's keep on clapping, praising, and shouting hallelujah. Hallelujah. Singing choir. Keep on singing, singing, singing. Do it real, 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 real. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Amen. I'll just quickly read this. uh, Great word for Christ's faith tabernacle, which is you and I. Amen. Amen. May Christ's faith tabernacle live long. May gold from all nations be given to her. May people ever praise and bless you, Christ's faith tabernacle. Let grain abound throughout the land. Of Christ's faith tabernacle. Your amen seems you are not receiving it. Let grain abound throughout the land of Christ's faith tabernacle. And all around her. Let her fruit flourish like great waters. Let them thrive like the grass of the field. May her name endure forever. May it continue as long as the sun. All nations will be blessed through Christ the tabernacle. And they will call her blessed. Praise be to the Lord God, the God of Christ, faith tabernacle. Who alone does great wonders and deeds. Praise be to his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. With that in mind this morning, I want us uh, to read the book of Psalm 24 with an uplifted hand. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his heart toward his walls, nor swear deceitfully, he shall receive blessings from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors that the king of glory may come in who is this king of glory the lord strong and mighty the lord mighty in battle lift up your heads O ye gates and be lifted up you ancient doors that the king of glory may come in who is this king of glory the lord almighty he is the king of glory amen psalm 145 I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you 
and extol your name forever and ever. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
sacrifice that was made that we could not pay, Lord Jesus. So we bless and magnify your name, O Lord.
Sadu and welcome them in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You are very, very welcome. Put your hands together for the choir, please, as you take your seat. there. Amen. 
We thank God for what God has been teaching us since yesterday. Hallelujah. I was just a few minutes ago talking to your brethren in New Cross that Apostle will not be doing marriage counseling until further notice because I want to spend my time for better things of the kingdom. You will agree with me that when I left you two weeks ago for Ireland, I was teaching you on delusion of the devil in the last days for the past two months. And I was praying to you again and again the prophecy God gave us from 2019 ending that Satan will send delusion and he sent it 2000, I think it was 2019. But the delusion will move on earth like a wave and it will hit the church of God that some Christians may eventually be taken over by delusion and they will be fighting against God thinking that they are doing the right thing and I told that the delusion was so great and I said that I pity the generations of the younger ones those of you who are in 40 studies and your children that will be born in England you remember I said that now when I went to Ireland what has happened in England was that I heard it when I was in Ireland in the news that the Archbishop of Canterbury just made a pronunciation which sent a ripple into the church a terrible confusion into the spine of the church which decision which you know in which he said that the church of england will not wed homosexuals but they will bless the marriage all right and i i was hosted by company of bishops of roman catholic in ireland for a lunch and it was discussion where is the church going I made contact with the church leaders in UK that is this that I heard on, on the news correct oh they said that's it and I had also the response that was going on by the way but let me tell you it is delusion because sometimes statement people make they make it without really thoroughly examining the consequence or the impact in the sense that when we make statement before we make such statement or we make a law those who are the lawmakers will first look at who is this statement or law targeted to to us and they will examine every category of people that will be affected or impacted by one way or the other then they will look at the impact will it be negative or positive 
and they will thoroughly examine whether that law, because law is supposed to be made to help the citizen, and they have to look at, will this really achieve a legitimate aim, or will it be sectoral? Will it destroy the fragment of society in which we, we, we trust? But it seems as if this wasn't done by the Church of England. So in the midst of Church of England, there is a great chaos that never happened from the birth of Church of England. Who came out of the Reformation that the previous church, which was the Roman Catholic Church where everybody came from, was the heir. They were derailing. So they brought information that the Bible is what we follow. But then the, the main church of England now, which came from Reformation, after about the Luther and the rest of them, now are now saying that that Bible needs to be rewritten. That's what they have said. Now let me say this to you. You remember also that on television they were discussing it that by virtue of this or arising from this, they have to check the Bible and take out every statement that is not conforming with this trend of the society now and what they mean by society is the homosexual movement and stuff like that. So that we can be a little bit more tolerant at, so that we can ex- I mean, display the love. Jesus said we should love everybody. Can you understand? There is an element of truth which is love, but behind it is the devil. And that is delusion. To the extent where they have said on your television that the Lord's prayer should be changed to our parents who are in heaven. Yes, it was in, in England last week. That's why I said all of you must be watching news. Target information that you must, they said on the television, our parents who are in heaven. It's one of the new considerations that will be given in England. To, your, to the Lord's prayer, our Father who art in heaven. The fact is this, that the Church of England believe in the Bible, that's what they profess. But if they believe in the Bible, therefore, will, will, do they believe in the whole Bible? That is what the Church was based on when it was formed. However, does the love of God mean that the Church will bless a marriage between a man and a man? No, because the Bible is clear about it. We as Christians are not saying that the, the people who chose to be homosexual should not do what they want. No, 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 no you, are, you are responsible for what you do. But how dare any human being or any organization or any title of a man touch the word of God? To redefine the word of God, then that God is not our own God. The word of God given to us cannot be tampered by men or by institution. So it means that from the time he spoke, the God we serve, the rest of the church, is different from the God they serve. And you must be very careful because you may, some of Christians may be sympathetic into this delusion and you are caught up before rapture because rapture will come suddenly and whatever you are caught in is what will determine whether you will go or you'll be left behind hell enlarges its appetite daily and thousands are going to hell am i talking to you 
In Ireland also, last week, they brought to my notice the case of a man, an Irish young man, who is a teacher. And the case of this Irish young man, his work colleague changed his identity, his gender, and came to him and said that you must address me now as my new gender. And the man says, I'm sorry, my religion forbid me to do that. I don't believe, according to my religion, in man changing gender. And he said, I'm not going to address you. I know you as this, and that's what I would call you. And it became a, a big deal that they took him to court. Before the determination of the court, they sacked him. Then the court would determine, and the court jailed him. Supreme Court. And he was jailed. So when he was jailed, the news spread about him. Hundred days in jail, the Supreme Court said he's now getting more popular than anybody. So they now changed the sentence to sanction. So they removed him from jail. But the man insisted that according to my religious belief, I uphold what I said. So they now give him sanction that he must not go to the office anymore. That is the school. And every morning the man will go to the gates of the school. That this is my office. I've been indiscriminately sacked. And I will continue to come to this gate. And so, they now said, okay, for every time you go to the gates, we, we, will, we will sanction you 5,000 uh, euro. And then he continued to go. They were counting the 5,000 as he goes. And then they changed it to 10,000 sanction. But the guy still goes there daily. What will happen to you if in England by next month you have to choose your faith or deny Jesus? That's where we are going now. And Jesus said, whoever denied me before men, I will deny before my father. So you are living at the brim of end time. Especially when the church now... Who was supposed to be leader for all have said something contrary to the teachings of Jesus and the teachings of the word. Clear letter that does not need interpretation. Now I said this to you because if you are in Christ with tabernacle and you are ignorant, it is a self-imposed ignorance. Because I have told you all these things over years that is coming. I told you specifically that when the revival will begin, it is the church, that we, the, the ecclesiastical church will attack the revival. I told you. But you know, whenever God moves and you attack, God uses the attack to blow it up. Are we together now? And I told you also, you see the man of sin... If you ask my own concept, I believe he's alive now. That man that you call the beast and the false prophet. I believe that our generation is the most likely generation to see the rapture. And that is the reason why delusion is the last factor of the devil. But you remember when God in that prophecy said delusion is coming, also God sent signal. He said it. From the Father into the hearts of his sins, so that that signal will now erupt into a, 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 a manifestation that blows humankind. 
and we are the one. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody say, Amen. We are not afraid of the device of the devil because we have been here before he came. And when God gave authority and power and to the jurisdiction of the world, he did not give it to Satan. He gave him the portion called hell. And he gave the authority of the earth to us, mankind. Which man lost, but Jesus restored. To all who believe, to those who believe in his name, God gave them what? Power. To be what? Called sons of God. Sons not born by the thoughts of men, but born of God. So if you are in Christ with Tabernacle, let me tell you this. It's not used, it is not, it is not a, a good thing for you to come to this church and you are not really serving God. It will be a terrible thing. Very terrible thing. Because you identify with the truth and you deny the truth. So if you are coming to this house, you are compelled to stop believing yourself and your mind. And begin to follow the scripture as it is written. No one can serve two masters, Jesus said. You either serve one and dumb the other. You cannot serve God and serve mammon. You cannot serve God and serve your mind. Because those who serve God have lost their mind for the mind of Christ. So that whatever the Bible says is what you do. And when the Bible says don't, you will not do it whatever course you have. I'm going to be teaching you about hell and heaven. I promise you that. But today, I want to progress on the lecture of yesterday. Yesterday's seminar was marriage seminar and some of you did not come to marriage seminar regardless of all the noise apart from those of you travel and i have decided by the vision of heaven that i'm seeing concerning days to come like next week we are entering into that i want to commit my time to better things i told you before and i've done it in my law school, my final papers that I need to do, I postpone it for one year. I postpone it. I just phoned them that they should just dump that stuff. I will come back by September and I'll finish it. Why? Because what God was revealing to me about you and the church for next week is, is too awesome to comprehend. And I need to sit down, settle with the Holy Spirit, and write down those things. Because in this house, the Spirit of God has shifted to higher dimension. Some of you understand that. Some of you have been experiencing that. And I need to sit down. The, world, the, the chaos of this world is so much that somebody needs to hear God. We cannot continue to go without sight. Heaven is not far. Man only needs to settle down. Because now I'm not studying law because I want to go and open chambers. You are my chambers. God told me to go and read law because you remember God said he will persecute you with law. Is it not happening? If I don't know law, can I talk about what I'm talking about now? Can I talk about your rights? So that's why I went to read law. So law has to stay because now God is happening. I can't say amen. amen. So if God is happening and I have to give my career of law, suspend it because of you. You have no option but to obey God. 
Are you with me now? <laughs> Heaven will not hide from us what the Father wants to do upon the earth. Neither will he hide from us what the devil has firmly decided, which is in prophetic written about Satan. It cannot be changed. But when you have the knowledge before the time of the occurrence, you will be well positioned so that it doesn't catch you unawares. And that is the reason why I believe God sent us now to talk about marriage. Do you know that your marriage can take you to hell, end you up in hell? It can also help you to reach heaven. It's about what you know. Do you know that when they talk about the world, the Bible says the world and all in it will pass away. But the word of God will remain forever. When it comes about the world, did you know in the book of Romans chapter 12, let's look at verse 1. Therefore, shall we read it together please? Read it cathedral way, please let me hear your voices. Is a plea from Paul to those who have decided to go to heaven. But look at the next verse, the act of the plea. Shall we read the next verse together, please? So why will he say, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world? Why did Paul say that? But it says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why did he say that? What about if a Christian conform with the pattern of this world? What is the consequence? He said it. That you, I think the person on the, on the board is a, is a new person. Maybe he's spiritual. I think now he has entered the spirit. But it was helpful anyway. The King James Version was very helpful. For those of us who are the old school. They call it, or they, I don't know why they don't call us old university. They just call us school. No, we are, I've changed it. We are old university. But I want to say it in the English that you know. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve. What God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So if a Christian conform with the world, what will happen? You will not be able to hear God. 
You'll be hearing voices, but it's not the voice of God. You will think it's God, but it's the devil talking. Because you cannot. Because when you follow the world, you will not be able to test and understand good will of God, perfect will of God, whereas others are understanding it. You are the one out. Don't tell me that I come to church every day. When Jesus was on earth, he came to church one day and he discovered that there is a demon who has been coming every day. And that demon possessed a man. And they both will come to service. And when that man saw Jesus and the demon saw Jesus, the demon said, what are we to do with you, Jesus Christ of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy before our time? He's a regular church member. And Jesus now separated the demon from the man. Demons go to churches that is cold. And they can do anything they want to do there. So you cannot claim that you go to church all the time. You cannot claim any service before God. Because all those things are counterfeit before God. If your heart does not follow God. If your heart still follows the world, it means you are not born again or you are born again but you are worldly or carnal. And people who are carnal and they come to church, when we cast down demons from people, they follow them home. When they go to shopping to go and shop, demons see them, one of them will just follow them home as part of the benefits, fringe benefits. Because he knows that this guy is empty. Ah, we can incubate here. The one will come, you go and call the second. Ah, that's a place that is clean. You know, Jesus said that? It's clean. It's empty. Clean by the word of God, but empty. Clean by the blood of Jesus, but empty. Jesus was not talking about the world there. He was talking about the church. You cast a demon out. After some time, we come back and check it. Oh, the place is clean. Wow. But... Holy Spirit is not there. So we go and call seven stronger demons. How do you know Holy Spirit in you? It is by what you do. Because those who have Holy Spirit in them will not follow the pattern. You will not love it. You will hate the pattern of the world. That's a a guarantee that you are born again. The things you used to do before, you will detest it. Like you need to hear questions asked yesterday. You know, when I began to teach... And I'll give you this expo for about a few minutes. You know, that is conviction by the Holy Spirit. But you see, if you want to know the will of God, you want God to reveal to you, you want to hear, you want to grow, you want to see, you have no two ways. You cannot continue to conform with the pattern of the world and expect grace to abound. It shuts the door against the one who conforms. But when you conform with heaven, it's very simple. It opens the gates of heaven. You conform with the world, the gates of Satan will open to you straight away. And of course you don't belong there. So that's why you'll be afflicted, tormented, hindered in many ways. But you open your heart to the kingdom of God, the spirit of God will come in, and then you can begin to see your Christianity is real. Now we are going into a week of covenants. Why don't you join with me, everyone, that we are going to find God in this new week. In a new dimension. 
So prayer starts tomorrow. I will be here from 7 to 9. If you have engagement, don't worry. We will come and pray for you. But if you know you are free at that time, come and join us. Walk into this auditorium at the hours of prayer. Pray. If it's 5 minutes, if it's 10 minutes, whatever minutes, pray in this altar and then go. This sanctuary is open for prayer for everybody this week. And then by the end of this week, we enter into our convention on Friday, which is the overcomers. I tell you something, pray. God will open your eyes to what is about to fall upon us. But I'm sure power will jam in this place. The power of the Most High will manifest upon every soul. So you are very, very welcome. Now what am I teaching you? The key to a successful marriage. You remember I told you yesterday, isn't it? Why should I teach you about marriage in church? Several reasons. One of the reasons why I should teach you about marriage is this. You know that marriage is the Marriage is the main target of the devil. Look up. Everybody should look up. When I'm speaking, you can write. But make sure that you are hearing me. Those of you who have mobile phone, and that's where you write, make sure that you don't lose any word I say. Because that may be a remnant to you, and you lost it. Do we get it now? So that when you are writing, you are following, and you are writing so that you can reflect on it. You know, it is contempt of God to do any other thing when God is speaking. Or when we are worshipping Him. You must forget about other things. Now, marriage is the major target of Satan. You know what caused all this stabbing on our streets? Killing and maiming young people, stabbing themselves. Satan attacks the home. And then the seed. When God created Adam and Eve in chapter 1 and 2, we looked at that yesterday. In chapter 3, something happened. The Bible recalls that the serpent went to the woman. Yes? Where was the man, for God's sake? The serpent went to his wife. Certainly, the man was not with the wife at the time. If you look at that Genesis chapter 3, there are some things there I couldn't teach you yesterday. Let me quickly reflect you to that. Let's look at verse 10, I think. No, go to verse 8. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid hid from the Lord. They hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then verse 9 says, But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? Then he says, He answered, 
I had you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. Now, what I wanted to recognize here, when God will call them, He didn't call them when Adam was away from Eve. Okay? But when both of them came together, God visited and called them. That tells you unity. God does not speak in division. I want you to hear me well. If you are married, and you and your husband, your husband and you woman, because since yesterday I started to, since the announcement, I started to now qualify when I talk about man. I talk about man by chromosomes, and woman as defined biologically by chromosomes. That's the one I'm addressing. Because we have to make it distinct. Are we talking now? If you and your husband or you and your wife are always divided, what does that tell you? You will not hear God. You'll be hearing demons speaking to your brain. And those thoughts will become opinion. And let me tell you simple facts. It is you who is being tormented for nothing. Because you disobey the word of God. I will suspect, suspect my husband, suspect my wife, suspect. Suspicion does not come by Holy Spirit. Because suspicion is based on illusion. Persistent life of illusion ends up in delusion. Which will make you believe a lie to be true. You will even begin to see images working. They are happening psychosomatically in your subconscious mind. And it will look real because delusion, understand, a judgment or a decision happening in man's mental. However, such judgments contrary to reality and that reality based on incontrovertible evidence don't worry about my jargon delusion will make a man sit on the air where there's no chair and he say there's a chair there and he's in a chair until he sits and he will fall to the ground unity is the power is the key to a good marriage unity of heart and mind if you look at chapter 1 of genesis verse 26 we looked at it yesterday it says and you know god said let us make man in our own image and then and let them have dominion over all whatsoever and chapter 27 says and god made man in his image in his very image he made them male and what biological female so therefore and then 28 said and god what bless them he didn't bless him he didn't bless her when he made him he didn't bless him when he made her he didn't bless her they have to come together and they're going to bless them so if you are struggling in your marriage whose fault your fault oh my husband is this my husband is this my wife is that my wife is that of course we know that there are some men and some women 
who are tools in the hands of Satan. I would together now. And we know that there are some women and men who are pure in heart and sincere, but a victim of wrong folks. I wish on earth God would be directing bad women to marry bad men. And directing bad men to marry bad women. So that both of them will dig it out. Bad for bad. But unfortunately, on earth it's not so. There are just some people who are naive. Naive is absence of the normal common sense that comes from God. That has been naive. Because they don't have it from God. They don't have the knowledge of God with them in their contemplation. So they see everything that glitters and they call it gold. But however, for you in the church, if you are having issues in marriage, check your life of unity. There are three things I told you about unity, but we'll go into scripture and look at it further. Unity is a composition of transparency. Uh, uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse, chapter 2, verse 18. Chapter, uh, chapter, um, um, it's chapter 2. Really, chapter 2. And it's, I think it's verse 25. Go, 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 check that for me, please. Yes, the man and his wife were both naked and they knew no shame. Transparency. Transparency. If there is no transparency in a marriage, that marriage is a matter of time. It's going to head to the rock. The second thing is collaboration. Collaboration. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9. It says two are better than one because they have good returns to their work. Collaboration. And the third one is cooperation. It says, the Lord God said, Genesis 2, 18. The Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So for a marriage to stand, there must be transparency, which means complete trust. There must be Collaboration, which means both of you bringing in your synergies to further your common goal. There must be cooperation, which means each of you have the right of expression and the right to listen. Every good thing built on earth, from this camera that is recording me, so these chairs came by collaboration. No good thing is built by a single man. Somebody will manufacture the material with which you build your dream. Are we together now? So when God brings a woman to a man, or a man to a woman, and you get married, remember, God is interested in your unity, and that's it. God cannot speak when there is disunity. This is the reason why I said to you yesterday, and I reflect on that. Every woman, young woman, I, I, I'm, I'm more protective of the women. 
Because the nature God created women is different from man. And one of the nature God created women is so, is so subtle that a man can be deceiving a woman and the woman doesn't know it. A, woman, a man can be serpent and the woman won't know it. That's why serpent deceived Eve. Because of the kind of creation the nature women have. You tell a woman I love you and the woman responds, she will just give everything. That's the reason why some women are falling a victim of men sent by Satan. Who will put in a form of good, good man. But inside them their venom is, is thing and die. However, that's the reason why you woman must not put your head into a relationship without asking from God. Without hearing by yourself, knowing by yourself, not somebody know for you, not somebody pray for you. I've seen some people come to me and say that I want to marry somebody. Apostle, should I marry them? Huh? I said, if I tell you not to, will you do it? Will you stop? You're already in relationship. My comments does not stop your love, you know. You already fall in love. You can't fall in love, finish and come and ask that. What is God saying? God will say something different from love? God is a God of love. Hallelujah, someone. And I say to them that, what do you say? Have you prayed? Have you sought God? I didn't hear. If you didn't hear, go and listen to all my sermon and you begin to hear. It's not laziness. You are in a church where God speaks all the time and you say you didn't hear. What's wrong with your ear then? Just go do what I say, man, you hear. And I gave you a simple formula. If you want to hear, you don't hear. Lock yourself for three days. Forget about your job. Of what is value is your job. Take holiday for hearing. Not every day you go to Dubai, you go to Sunai, you go to uh, Shanghai, all of, all, all of them are I, all over the whole place, <laughs> you go to cruise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those things are good. At least Jesus said, come aside and rest a while, you know. Except that uh, I, I just recognize now that I too have not been going to I, 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 and this year I made up my mind to do, to go to my own I. Whether it's Dubai or Shanghai or Miss I or... It's very good. It's very good. But you know, the fact is that you lock up yourself for three days without food and water praying to God. You will hear Him. I guarantee you. I call it Almighty Formula. So this week, we are reaching heaven. Pray regularly, you reach heaven. And if the things go tough, really, I'll be teaching about fasting and prayer as one of the subjects during this convention. So that you can know when and why do you fast. Not just everything you fast. Someone has said to me that, you know, what is a fasted life? Because some people said, if you are somebody who don't normally eat in the morning, you don't normally eat breakfast, that means you are living a fasted life. Lie of the devil. Lie, lie. If I don't eat breakfast, then that's my nature. To fast is to deprive, of, to deprive myself of something I regularly do. That's the fast. So if I don't eat breakfast, me, I don't eat breakfast. Normally I don't really, I don't eat breakfast. Is it yesterday or whatever? Uh, the, the day before yesterday. We were here. From morning I wanted to eat, but I didn't have time. Afternoon, I didn't have time. Uh, then we have to come to, to cathedral. 
to see some people and we were there till uh, late no no we came to cathedral to pick something that we have to go and deliver to somebody who is in coma you know the family and have to go there and pray with them that's why you didn't see me physically on the prayer i went to pray with the family of somebody i have to drive we thought the place is closed we thought it is else court but it's as court as court from withdraw is 30 minutes so then we have to go am i talking to you and i didn't eat is that fasting no i just didn't eat i'm not fasting i just didn't eat but when i want to fast it's a decision of my heart an agreement with my god based on that i deprive myself of natural pleasure that i'm used to so that god knows that i'm paying a price just to seek him and i will be praying right through right through do that you will know your husband to be you will know who will marry you in life am i talking to you god will reveal every detail of your life to you i was very younger than many of the youth when the lord said visited me i was discussing with the youth yesterday who was going to marry and i was so happy when he came to me with the lady when he was talking to me initially i called the dad and said that that's the wife for your for your son because the lord had revealed her to me before they brought the photograph to me and he was saying man i said have you prayed he said yes yes sir but he went and prayed and the lord showed her him when to be married and when he came to me she also had a vision clear revelation when they came to me and told me you can see the light on their faces because they saw by god it's not a made-up dream a dream of tom and jerry i was so pleased with it if you see god you find him those who hear him they don't have two heads they only just hurt him but if you want to seek god your hands must be clean heart pure clean hands and pure you read it every day if you're a member of this house who shall ascend the heel of the lord who shall sign us but some of us also we go and ask god what does not concern god father tell me is sobia going to arrest or attack kosovo what's your business in Soviet attacking kosovo people are dying in london and going to hell you don't ask god how can we reach them you're asking about nigeria who is going to be the president what's your business who will be president in nigeria if they be president what would they do for you what will you do there and god says that you are just not serious and god will answer such prayer but if you are interceding for nation passionately in your heart the lord can come and tell you that this nation this is the person who will rule next this is my plan for this nation but this is what satan is planning pray against it because you didn't go there to ask god for nation you you were just praying and interceding for nation so when you ask god therefore you make sure that you're asking god of something about you and destiny you make sure you are seeking the face of god for divine encounter therefore those of you who are not married don't jump into marriage don't marry anybody because they attend christ with tabernacle church because all manners of people attend here <laughs> am i talking to you 
church is a marketplace. The good, the bad, and the ugly. If Satan children don't come to church, where will they get saved? They must come. But how do we know them? By what? By what? You can't look for that far. You saw somebody in church, and is a member of church, and you are passing by, as you are smiling to her, she does do this. Huh? Is that, is that not the sister in church? We may come to the same church, we, become to, we belong to different fathers. Some people, their father is in heaven, some other, only God knows. Oh, yes. So you can't say that. Ah, she looks slim. She looks slicky. Is it slicky? <laughs> is it it? She looks slicky. That must be my wife. Ah! <laughs> hey. If you are a committed believer and you see a person, either male or female, who is not naturally committed? Why do you th- intend to marry such a person? You are applying for a headache. Because what he's not now, or he's not now, he or she cannot be after marriage. A person is very, very critic, is a critic, he criticizes any word of God spoken. And you always listen to write so that you can apply to your life to change your life. Holy Ghost cannot show you that that's your wife. Except devil ghost. Your lust, you must caution so that lust will not lose you or lose you. You will not get lost by loss. Lost. Are you understand what I'm saying? L O S C R L U S. Am I talking? Don't go to dating sites to look for wife. In my dialects, they say that any woman you marry dancing will dance away your marriage. Eh? You go to dating site to look for husband. Is dating site Holy Spirit? Is he Holy Spirit? Is dating site God? Is he not God who matches people? He's the best matchmaker. We read it yesterday. So when you go to dating spirit, do you know the man who designed it? What I say, Luciferian? Oh, because he wrote scriptures there, it means that then he's a God person. And their father quoted scripture to God himself, Jesus Christ. Satan quoted scriptures to him. Because God had laid the template that when you are looking for wife or husband, he who find a wife, find a good thing, and what obtain it, what? Let me read this to you. The Lord showed that to me this morning. Don't worry. He who find a wife, find a good thing. Ha! Where is it now? Yay! Look at Proverbs chapter 8 verse 22. Shall we read it together please? 18, 18, 22. Yes? Hey, 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 before you read the next one, I want you to repeat this first one and understand every word. Let's read again one to go. He who finds a wife, 
Yes. So a wife is a favor. And the man must find it. And that favor comes from God. What a man who does not please God, can he find it? So, look at the second scripture that looks like it. Proverbs 12.2. Read that. Stop. A good man obtains what? So, if... Chapter 18, 22 says, He who find a wife, find a good thing, and obtain it favor. And this scripture says, A good man finds favor from the Lord. It means that if you are a bad man, you will never find favor. And favor is the good woman. Are you with me? He who finds a wife, find a good thing. And obtain that favor. So, woman is not wife. You have a lot of women. But wife is a favor from God. I would be now. So, those women who are wives and God classify as favor, God have them in his treasure house for a good man. Because it says in the other scripture that a good man will find favor. Hello? So if you are a man, you are looking for a wife. You better please God so that he can give you a wife. Because a wife is a favor. If you are a playboy, stop playing. Stop playing in a short time. There will be fire in England. People will run with their life. Those who play will be caught in the fire. Those who work with the Lord will escape the fire. There are people God look at on earth and God is sad. Don't join those groups, whether man or woman. So, if a man pleases God, he obtains favor and 18 says that favor is a wife. Huh? Let's read the next verse here. No, go back. So, no, 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 no. Read chapter 12, I suppose, verse 2 again. 12 verse 2 again. A good man obtains favor from the Lord, but, shall we read the other one? Ah, it's sentenced. Because when you use the word condemn, it means sentence. So, a playboy before the court of God had been sentenced. What sentence will he end up? He will end up marrying not wife, but a girl. So that when you speak one word, you will hear ten words. Like somebody came to me one day and said he wanted to marry, brought a sister. Ah, I have so much compassion. Because this boy is so, 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 so good worshipper that when he begins to dance for the Lord here, you, all of you who just when they dance, you do like this. You won't know when you are doing like this. <laughs> because the boy is dancing. 
yeah, 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 yeah. His, his dancing is contagious. The moment you start praising God, everybody will clear this place for him. You know, in CFT Global, if you go there, you will see one dancer. Same thing in Lagos. Same thing everywhere. You see one dancer. Because, I think because God knows that I dance a lot. So, he cannot but make sure that there are dancers in all my branches. Maybe when we get to heaven, we are going to do a conjugation of dancers. Amen. Praising God. <laughs> so, what I said, no, you can't marry this one. I had the first person and the last I ever said this. I said, you know, young man, you cannot marry this woman. I'm your father, both of you. And every father knows their children. I said, this one is higher than you. You can't marry this woman. I said, you know, I'm taught, I want her to marry too. But God will give her her own brand. Tell him. I said, you cannot marry this woman. Because this woman, I know what she is. You don't know it. I'm your shepherd. Just there are some people that, when I go to God, among all of you, Father, thank you for this person. Lord, thank you for this person. Lord, thank you for this person. When I get to some of them, I say, Father, in the name of you, help me. <laughs> Please change him, change him, change him. For that one, I will fast. Oh, Lord, help him to hear. Help him to listen. Look, change him, Lord, change him, Lord. I don't want to go to heaven without her. And be praying for you. When I get to some other people, there is no prayer request. Father, bless your name. Thank you for this soul. Thank you for this soul. Just bless, just bless, just bless. But if you are one of them who don't listen, who here you don't, it comes into this year, it goes out from this year, your behavior is right. You know that um, in these days, I can just take your name and Google it, and I will see the way you live outside the church. Isn't it? Your Facebook shows some photograph, and then in church you saint up yourself. But when you go out, you answer to <laughs> to those spirits that are, you know. <laughs> and you see, Apostle, ah, <laughs> remember, I said, yeah. I was saying, we are, you are a saint, Christopher. <laughs> Hallelujah. But in the book of saints, they don't find your name. But when Satan opened his book, he has his own saints, devil too. Your name is there. And you come to church. Yeah, lift your hand. Everyone look at you. Say, God, give me this kind of gift. God knows you. But the word of God cannot be broken. To find favor, for a man to find favor, he must be a good man. Because if a man is a wayward, crafty man, God condemned him to marry a terror. If you are a man and your name is not in God's book of favor, how can you marry, obtain the favor? You cannot. Because the favor is for men who are good. Neither will God assign you woman if the last minute God will destroy the marriage. He won't let it go. Your intention to marry, I'm talking about. The last minute you want to go to the altar, the man will just walk away. Or the woman will just walk away. And say, hey, hey, hey why, why did he do me like this? He'll do it like that because your ways are crooked before God. And God will not allow a favor to be given to a crooked man. Am I talking to you? For the rest five minutes, let me shift. To those of you who are already married, you know when we do marriage vow, we say to you, say after me, 
I know that many of you, when you are reading this, your mind is not there. Because you are just having the woman beside you. At least, the snare is broken. Maybe your plane is waiting at the airport to fly you to, <laughs> to whether you're Dubai or Adai or whatever, Isangai, Alstelogai. So what we are doing in church is just, Lord, let, it, let, let the, the sermon is getting too long. That's what is going on in your mind. <laughs> no, you have not sinned because you are just taken over by passion, but whatever the case may be, let me help you know this. You said, I, Christopher, do take thee, Elizabetha, to be my lawful wedded wife. Then he said, I'll be faithful to you. I'll be loyal to you. I will keep you in trouble and in sickness. I will love you whether it is easy or difficult. I give you my vow. And the woman will say, I, Elizabeth, take thee, Alfonso, to be <laughs> my lawful wedded husband. I will love you. That's woman first. Love you. Uh, isn't it? I will submit to you. Whether that is dizzy or difficult. You are done for. <laughs> you just said it. That when we finish with you and you carry your wife and go. That's not my business. Let me show you what Malachi said. Go to Malachi for me. That's the end, the closing sequence. Chapter, chapter 2. Let's look at verse 14 with the vow you made. Shall we read it together? No, no, no. You know what? Read it from ah, verse 14. Yeah. Okay, let's read it from 13 so that you may fully understand. Another thing, shall we read it together? Another thing you do. Uh huh. Uh huh. Stop. Can somebody be crying in church while praying and God didn't answer them? Yes. Can someone roll on the floor? Yeah, God. And God didn't hear. Yes. Sing and weep. And people are saying, ah, how much she loves God. And God didn't hear. Yes. Why will God not hear such emotion? We are asked, others whose faces are dry, God heard them. Whether you cry or you smile, God hears them. What's the difference? The next verse. You ask why. Let's read it. It is because... Yes? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, did I not just read the covenant to you now? I will love her in sickness and in, in, in health. I will keep her. Eh? With my treasure, I did love. With my life, I did serve. That's your covenant. You break that covenant, your offering is detestable before God. Your weeping is useless. Am I talking to you now? With your hand, you pull down 
your empire. I won't speak much about this because it will take me another time to explain it. But this scripture is self-explanatory. You can choose to be happy in this world and you can choose to be unhappy. But one thing I will tell you, every day you spend, you will never regain it. Yesterday you can't do anything about it anymore. But you can do something about today to better your tomorrow. And unfortunately for all of us, every day that comes, we are older. And in a short time, you will soon wake up one day and then, uh, where is this pain from? <laughs> and then, where is this bed from? Uh, maybe the bed I, I, I sleep. You change the bed, the same thing happened. You change your bed to gold, the same thing happened. You change it to silver, the same thing happened. And you are in your own island. Say, I rebuke the enemy. I rebuke the enemy. <laughs> and then when sanity will come, oh, you know, God just allow you to recognize. Somebody will be giving testimony that these old days. Uh, only God help me. I don't know why my uncle is spending me. I don't know why my knee. Ah. Old age, oh God, old age. Then you say, ah, I'm suffering the same thing. Then you remember your age. Ah. I, nev- I was never conscious that I'm over 60. I was simply thinking that I'm in 40 something. Now, if you have spent all your young age of 30, 40, fighting your husband, fighting your, your, your wife, and if there's no one to fight, you fight yourself. <laughs> no one the Bible says, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, when evil day has not come, and you say, I have no pleasure. Come on now. Stop blaming your husband. Stop blaming your wife. Enjoy life with your wife whom you love. Enjoy life. You don't have two lives. Don't let Satan rob you. She's a bad woman. You married her. You are the husband of a bad woman. That's your title. When she, you married her, she wasn't bad. Don't you understand what you did for her to say yes? Do it again. The same thing you used to do. When you were a boy. Some of you went to borrow money to marry her. You pay interest. <laughs> And you in this country, in England, it's so interesting. Everybody wants to, to engage their wife, the, the, the girl they want to marry. They go to Shad. They go to all this. They have some corners in England, you don't know. Go and ask from those who I love. They will tell you where they are. And then they will take the ring in their hand. And they will kneel down with one leg and say, Would you marry me? Don't you know? Why do you stop kneeling down now? What's wrong with your knees now? The one you kneel down to marry. You did not bribe her. Uh, you really want to answer me. The person you went and knelt down to marry, is that not bribery? It's not corruption, but it's bribery. <laughs> so when did she become your football? When did she become the one that you are saying, <laughs> if what? If what? I wish... One of you women will just say, if that happened to you, say, My friend that which you will do. You, did you not kneel down for me when you were going to get me? You kneel down now. What is going, what's happening now? Are you up to your knees? Don't kneel down, my boy. <laughs> I'll propose to me. Again. Again. Propose to me. 
Excuse me. <laughs> so, this is our covenant. We cannot break it. The woman cannot break her covenant. The man cannot break his covenant. You know, marriage, we agree. And marriage, we disagree. But our disagreement does not mean we are enemies. As agreement, God permitted it for us to rethink. Because sometimes if you don't have someone to check your understanding, you will take decision until you are crushed. Nobody will help you. Why don't you take such conflict in your marriage as of God? Of course, let me say this, that I know there are some people who are satanic. Who will just obey Satan to try to afflict. It's a good thing. Time I'm talking about. If you are such a person who oppress your partner, either husband or wife, don't you know God is the weakness? It is better to fall into the hands of man and God will give mercy than to fall in the hands of God who will plead for you on the day God knocks your door. The father of both of you. And many have been afflicted by God and they are binding the devil. And the affliction will increase because God brought it. Don't break faith. There are consequences for breaking faith that are irrevocable. I will talk you more talk more about that with you the next time we meet. But I say this to you, God hates divorce. Malachi chapter 2 verse 16. However, Christians do divorce. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Why do Christians divorce? What causes divorce? Second Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 7, 10 to 16 tells us violence is one of it. It's also in Malachi chapter 2 verse 14. Breaking faith because of violence. Malachi 2, 16. Another thing that breaks marriages, deception. Proverbs 26 verse 24 to 26. When somebody get married and discover that he had been or she had been deceived into the marriage, the marriage is ended. Let me give you a news. I just had somebody, somebody's case was brought to me. The person came from a country, I won't mention it, but he was married and he came here to a woman who had never married and the woman agreed to marry him. And the woman gave birth to four children for him or to him only to discover that he just dumped her and he went back, went away. And she now discovered that he was married before he came. So those four children and the woman, what life do you want to put them? Am I talking to you? So, deception. What about somebody who is cheating in marriage and then the other party discovered it? Deception. It breaks that marriage straight away. I would together. Violence caused marriage to break. Deception caused marriage to break. Then, a quarrelsome man 
you cannot stay with them. Also a quarrelsome woman. You know, people always think that woman is one quarrelsome, isn't it? Put, put it on the board. The book of Proverbs, chapter 27, 15 and 17. We'll read that together. Shall we? A quarrelsome wife. Uh, wait, let's read this together. A quarrelsome wife. The next verse. Uh-huh. And then... Alright. Quarrelsome wife. Cannot be restrained. It's like grasping oil. You can't catch oil, isn't it? Is the only man who, woman who is quarrelsome? Look at Proverbs also. Chapter 26, verse 21. And let's read it out together. Yes? No? Proverbs 26, 21. Yes? Okay, let's go ahead. So, a man who kindles strife, the other translation says, a quarrelsome man. He's like coal fire. You cannot contain him. He burns the wood to ashes. So, as you have quarrelsome wife, you also have quarrelsome man. We're talking about things that cause marriage in these days to be disrupted. Disgraceful woman. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 14. Then Proverbs chapter 14 verse, verse... Proverbs chapter 12 verse 4 is the last one. Disgraceful woman. And then Proverbs chapter 14 verse 1. A woman or a man who lacks wisdom. Then Proverbs chapter 22 verse 24 to 26. Hot-tempered. And together with Proverbs 21:19, and the last thing that caused marriage to break of Christians is marrying an unbeliever who is a violent man. Malachi 2:11 to 12. But what about if you marry somebody in church who claims to be a Christian and is displaying these characters? The life is frustrated. I know a number of people who they can't con- they can't continue anymore. The marriage had to break. Though God hate divorce. So, what did God say we should do? Guard your spirit. Guard your spirit. Everyone who has issues about marriage, there are some marriages in the church of God that are irretrievable. They have been broken and they cannot be retrieved because the other party has gone away to go and marry somebody else. Or has gone into adultery and because of the adultery the marriage broke. Can the other partner remarry? Yes. Yes. That is what Paul said in First Corinthians chapter seven, which I read to you. What about if a man or if a woman? Yes, that person is not bound, Paul said. So if anybody falls a victim of all this terrible stuff, 
and you lose that marriage and the person go Paul said let him go you are not bound in such circumstances I think for today we will stop the reason why I went too long or a bit long not too long a little bit long is because many of you were not in church yesterday and I want to push my head to answer many cry of your heart there are so many questions that was asked yesterday that we couldn't answer for something question or so that we didn't have to oh it is something question I remember. Eh? 99 39 that's what we answered but the question on your on your board was a lot more than that so it's 39 so I'm going to be answering some of the, the other questions you know, not today, but I'll be answering the other questions. It could be during the uh, convention. I will just answer three questions one day and we move. The issue is this. Satan is after marriage. I think we will look at sexual sin in marriage and the consequences. There is no justification for any Christian to say that I am deprived by my spouse, so I commit adultery you will not escape punishment. Pornography. The, the effect of pornography, masturbation, which is classified under sexual immorality, and likes. If a Christian get engaged in such, that Christian will be afflicted by demons. And you will have to suffer, though you repent. Repent means that you will never go there again. You ask God for mercy and you will never do that thing again. However, most of these uh, sins that you commit, especially when it comes to sexual morality, they open doors for evil spirit to occupy your body. And the evil spirit can occupy your body and be calm for five years before they strike. Because they will know that they are fully grounded. And this complicates the issue of Christians. Sometimes when we pray and the power of God moves, you see Christians manifesting demons on the floor because they have opened door to satanic spirits into their body through sexual immorality. I will together now. So during the convention, we will see how we're going to do it so that we will look at one day and just look at those questions and answer them because you need to know it. And on the pulpit of Christians today, there are various doctrines about sexual intercourse within married couples but i'm telling you don't listen to them don't listen to them anything that is ungodly is a sexual immorality masturbation came from satan and if a christian engages himself you will open doors for demons to enter into you and those demons will certainly they may be they may strike at the time you want a blessing they may strike at the time you are built so big and they begin to crush you i would together now and if anybody has engaged himself in that and you are now suffering the consequence of it remedy truly repent before god with tears that's when you can cry before god and heaven will answer you and you never go back to it when you make amend with God and God restores you, He will cut short your time of suffering. Okay? If God is willing, He may just heal you from the affliction. But the affliction is allowed by God to teach you 
that you don't go near the world. May the Lord strengthen and bless everyone. Let's bow our heads and pray. Lord, we pray for every marriage in this house. That you will grant insight to everyone. You will grant grace to married couples. You will heal the wound in every marriage. And you will restore lives. For those who Satan had crept in or the marriage has been destroyed and the man is gone his way or the woman is gone her way, may you look upon them with compassion. You are the God of second chance. May your will be done in their lives as it is in heaven. For those who are yet to be married, may your spirit guide and direct their hearts. Lord, those who are engaged now, may you inform them through all these lectures and reshape their thinking as they are going into their marital life. For those who have not found their partner, may you help the men to walk with you so that they can obtain your favor. And may you help the women to walk in you so that you may grant them to a man who you have favored. So that they can have a resting place where they can fulfill the destiny that God had prepared. Lord, may mercy be upon all your sins on earth. May your spirit power deliver our human mind from the onslaught of delusion of the enemy. May grace be given to those who have been tormented and may healing come to the sick. May chains be broken and marauding forces. The Bible says, I will destroy the marauding forces in my camp. And I decree in the name of Jesus against every spirit of hell, a sign against God's children. I decree over you, your chains are broken. I bind you. I bind you. Demons of hell, the Lord rebuke you. Loose hold. And I cast you to hell. Bring forth your healing, Lord Jesus, upon every heart and mind. Establish your people in your perfect will. Give understanding that is profound and change their attitude and life forever. To that which you have ordained for them. May your great name be praised. In Jesus holy and anointed name we are prayed. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Now let me tell you guys. Go and enjoy your marital life. Those of you who are married to the fullest. Ecclesiastes 9.9 Enjoy life with your wife whom you love all these your meaningless days under heaven all these meaningless days that god had given you under heaven for she is your lot and make sure you don't allow the enemy over your marriage the 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 tape of this lecture and yesterday of course this one is on the on the youtube but the one for yesterday will be available on youtube tomorrow so that you can listen again and again and the plan of god for life shall be fulfilled god bless you
God. Amen. I believe we've been blessed this morning by the message from our Father in the Lord. And my prayer for us all this morning is that for every word that has been spoken, the Lord will cause it to bring forth fruits and fruits that will remain in every one of our hearts. And the evil one will not steal them from us in Jesus' name. Thank you very much once again, Daddy, for the amazing message that you shared with us this morning. Praise the Lord. Offering time. Another opportunity for us to bring our tithe and our offering into the storehouse this morning. Um, I'll start by reading from the book of Luke. If you open the book of Luke chapter 7, I think verse 38. I mean, chapter 6, verse 38. Apologies. It says, give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For for with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. This morning, this is another opportunity for us to bring... The, the offering and our tithe into the storehouse of the Father this morning. In Christ's tabernacle, if you're a member of this house, we expect you to pay for your tithe so that the fulfillment in the book of Malachi of the devour being taken away from your purse will be fulfilled. But if you're a visitor and you're visiting us for the first time today and you'd like to give an offering, you're free to give an offering. The details about um, our giving is... It's been posted on our on the screen above, and that shows us both the accounts that you can pay in if you're paying online. But if you want to give cash, I believe that you would have picked up an envelope, and we have an ark at the reception that at the end of the service you can just drop the envelope in there. The Lord bless you all. Shall we bow our heads to pray? Our God and our King, we just thank you, Father, for this opportunity to bring our tithe and offering into your storehouse this morning. Father, we pray, Father, that as you bring this tithe and offering into your storehouse, that, Father, let it be acceptable in your sight. Father, I pray for those who are going for interviews this week. I pray for those who are believing you for a job this week. I pray for those who are believing you for a business transaction this week. As they obey your word that said, give and it shall be given unto you, that that which they will do this we shall bring forth testimonies of your faithfulness because of their obedience to giving. Thank you, Father. For those who do not have a job and their, their desire is to give this morning, I pray, Father, you open up the book of remembrance concerning them, that by this time next Sunday, they'll have something in their hand to bring before you as a thanksgiving offering to appreciate you for the doors that have been opened unto them. God, we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise as we bring our offerings to you with thanksgiving this morning. In Jesus' Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Shall we praise Christ, please, as we bring our tithe and our offering to the storehouse?
Our God and our King, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for your strength that will arise upon us this week. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Father, this is the holy offering that has been brought by your holy people. May your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. May you please be seated as I invite Pastor Tyre to come to do the announcements, please. Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's nice to see you all. Is it still morning? (laughs) No one's answering me. I guess you're kind of like tired of all these jokes now. Is anyone joining us for the very first time today? If this is your first time in Christ Faith Tabernacle, I would like to warmly welcome you. Anyone joining us for the first time, please, can I ask that you raise your hand wherever you are? Anyone join us for the first time? No one's joined us for the first time. Or do I need to go to Specsavers? <laughs> All right. No one's joined us for the first time. Well, turn to someone sitting next to you and say, I hope you've invited someone for the anniversary. And what did they say? You asked the question, did they answer? If they did not answer, you need to repeat the question. I hope you invited someone for the anniversary. It's a statement actually, not a question. Praise the Lord. Okay. Please let's ensure that we do that. We had loads of people at Bethesda this morning. Just to let you know. Praise the Lord. So Bethesda are doing a bit of evangelizing and inviting people. We need to do the same here. It's unusual for us not to have someone visiting. So let's ensure that we always invite friends, family, neighbors as well. And the easiest way to invite your neighbors is to make sure you don't fight over the bins and its position. And whether or not you've got a car park or whether or not they've parked in front of Make sure you don't argue with your neighbor. Oh, some people are smiling. It looks like some people have been having a bit of a fight with their neighbors. If you have a quarrel with your neighbors over flimsy things, you would not be able to invite them to church. So you need to avoid all those minor quarrels, things that don't matter. It doesn't matter if you have to park a further away, further away, just to make sure you can say to your neighbor, Hi, I'd like to invite you to church tomorrow. Praise the Lord. Little things matter. Home groups today at 7 p.m. Please reflect on the book of Hebrews chapters 11 to 13. Last week we looked at Hebrews chapters 1 to 10. So we close out the book of Hebrews 11 to 13 as part of our home group today. Prayer and communion at 9 p.m. today online. Please prepare to be a part of it. And all through this week... We'll be meeting here at the cathedral for a prayer session each day starting at 7 p.m. In the run-up to the anniversary. So daily, 7 p.m. We will link up for those who unavoidably, you don't leave close to the cathedral, you can't make it on time, you don't want to get stuck on the train on your way here. We'll link up to on Zoom at 8 p.m. daily. So... 7 to 8, it will be internal affairs, 
8 to 9 will be external affairs. If you want to have both internal and external affairs, you need to be here at 7. If you stick to external affairs only, you'll be here, you can join on Zoom at 8. Um, for those who are on a voyage, you can't make it to the cathedral. But this is a week where it's a run-up to our anniversary. And it's always important that we are in tune. It puts us all in the right frame of mind. It's about the preparation for next week or the week after as well. Please know there's a Vakamas Night Vigil on Friday. Woo! It's amazing. The month is over. But God has been faithful. And we have some testimonies to share. Dig deep within and you know God has been good. You know the songwriter says, count your blessings, name them one by one. And it would amaze you what the Lord has done. If you've not done that, have that time of reflection. Please spend some time over the next few days reflecting on God's goodness in your life in the month of February. You will have a reason to thank God. And you would be able to share testimony. I can assure you because God, our God, has been ever faithful. And next week, Sunday, is Thanksgiving Sunday. I will be meeting here at 10 a.m. So if you're celebrating birthdays, anniversaries, and the likes, I just want to say thank you to the Lord. Next week, Sunday is it. And of course, that also marks the beginning of our 33rd anniversary and annual convention. Do we have the video clip, please? Do we have the video clip? and entire Christ Faith Tabernacle International Churches in their 33rd year anniversary and convention. Day Monday, 27th February through Sunday, 5th of March. Day seminar, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Seminar topic, 21st century leadership, end time and global trend. The role of prophetic in the end time. Navigating through global complexities, personal and spiritual development, and how all these interlock. Every evening, 7.30 p.m., divine intervention, prophetic and miraculous manifestation. Why not join Christ Faith Tabernacle in celebrating 33 glorious years of impacting nations and transforming lives? Venue, Ebenezer Building, CFT Cathedral, 186 Howard Street, Woolwich, London, SC186NL. Christ Faith Tabernacle, building overcomers for tomorrow. Wow, it's lovely. Looking forward to it. Are you sure? Well, that's very, it's very important that we're part of it. Leadership, 21st century leadership, training during the daytime. Apostle mentioned this morning that there's an extra session that's, been, that's going to be taking place on Tuesday. For those who are available on Tuesday, you know we said the day session start on Wednesday. Yes? And we've all taken time off from Wednesday for the day sessions, but a few people have taken extra time off, so there's an extra session on Tuesday. There isn't a session daytime on Monday, but there is a session each evening, Divine Intervention Convention. You need to be a part of what God's doing in this season, in this generation, and we are at the center of it. So ensure you avail yourself the opportunity to be a part of this glorious week ahead.
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can I ask the female leaders, please check your WhatsApp messages. I understand that the anniversary rota has been circulated. Please contact Pastor Ola if you have any queries. Queries such as, I can't find my name on this list. It's there somewhere. It might be hidden. It might be in small letters. If you, can't, if you still can't find it, contact Pastor Ola. Don't assume they don't need my services. That's why my name is not on it. No. Please, if you know you should be there and your name is not there, Please contact Pastor Allah. That, that deserves a query. And the church office is still open to ask our volunteers for transport as well. Please notify the church office if you are available to help out with transport during the convention week. I've tried to truncate the announcements. I didn't do a good job, but it's okay. I'd like to... Oh, finally, finally. Yeah, this was, a, this was one that was slipped in. It was slipped in very last minute, so I almost forgot it. Jewels in the crown. I gather parents um, should please check the QR code. Please register before the meeting. It's taking place after the service. You know that, but apparently you need to sign in and all of that. The teachers or the trainers would like you to do that in advance of you coming upstairs so there is, they maximize the time of the training or the teaching rather than having to start spending the first 10-15 minutes queuing up trying to register. Does that all make sense? I'm sure it's okay. I'm sure you understand what this is all about. Thank you very much for being patient with me and listening to my long announcement and the dry jokes as well. Please welcome with me Apostle. <laughs> Amen. Do we have anyone worshiping with us for the first time? If this is the first time of coming to this house of worship, could you wave your hands? Anybody? Did you invite a friend? Anyone? All right. So welcome the next person beside you then. But make sure you don't do that next week. <laughs> Every day, invite people to the house of God. The Lord will bless you mightily in this season. Destinies will be fulfilled in this season. And grace be multiplied over us all. Shall we rise up on our feet, please? Then we stretch our hands before the Lord as I speak this blessing of God upon you. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May God send you help from his sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices, your tithes and your offering, and accept your burnt offering. May God give you the good desires of your heart. As we look forward into the end of February 2023, the Lord will make all your plans succeed. Resources from heaven will be made available to you. We will all shout for joy when we are victorious and we lift up a banner in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob open a book of remembrance concerning you this week. This is the last week of the month of February. Before the end of this month, you will testify. And the God of 
Bethel, who appeared unto Abraham and to Jacob at Bethel, may he reveal himself to you in Jesus' holy and anointed name. Amen and amen. Shall we just lift up our right hand together as we share the grace in fellowship from Hebrew? Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Read the general grace to somebody. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now. Answer yourself. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forevermore. Shall we take together our Father? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is thy kingdom, thy power and thy glory, forever and ever. Amen. Can I just say that all protocols, please, once we close this meeting, can you come and see Apostle and by the altar? And the Lord strengthen you. There shall be showers of blessing. He will fall in your hands.
unto you according to your confession. God bless you all. Please be seated and the ushers will lead you out.